gentlemen, welcome back to another broadcast of Rogies, now sponsored by our friends at Bourbon Pursuit. That's Bourbon Pursuit at Bourbon Pursuit Podcast on all available podcast platforms. Uh, I know nothing about this sponsor, but we have a sponsor and I'm pretty pumped about it. It happens to be a rival podcast who's buying for the same demographic we are, but it's a sponsor nonetheless. And um, that means we've officially hit the big time. Fellas, yeah, you welcome. Can't, you can't be picky at this point, right? Like we're just taking anyone and then hope just everyone else is raising their hand trying to get on board. Yeah, yeah I don't no, think they're right. I don't think they're an actual sponsor. We just have some lukewarm interest. So we're gonna go ahead and just claim sponsorship makes us sound more legit. Yeah, let's just go all out. They're we're committed. Sounds legit quit my to day me. job. Sounds legit to me. We'll take it. What's uh what's going on? I have no idea what we're talking about. I have no leadership responsibility for this podcast. I, um, I'm not even in that golf, in the golf that much right now. I'm just kind of living life. So why don't you guys just take this away? I think the eight listeners that were listening just changed a different podcast with that killer intro. But I think yeah. Tom, I think you do have to lead us off. We haven't heard, honestly, you haven't talked about your experience at Augusta. I want to hear about that. Oh, that's right. So, okay. We've had that much of a gap. I haven't even talked about Augusta. Correct. Um, dude. It's, it's just unreal. I can't, I really can't put it into words. So it doesn't, I don't know if I have that much to be said about it that hasn't already been said about Augusta National. Um, but it's everything that you think it is and so much more. It was, it was painfully special, painfully special because you know you, can, you just can't go back whenever you want. So it sounds it like you're, you're breaking down talking about it. It's just, it was so emotional for you. It really was, man. It's a spiritual experience. Like it, it transcended golf and um, it's, it's a pilgrimage. It's a, it's a life mission. It was, I don't know. I'm getting a little misty. eyed just talking about it. So what were your takeaways? Did you just, did you walk the whole course or anything that surprised you about it or kind of the stuff you heard? Yeah, no, I, I had no idea the scale of the green complexes in particular. They are just sheer mountain faces. Some of them, when you're looking at them, um, and you just, it, it's amazing how good those guys are to hit these creative shots that you have to have perfect touch for control spin. Um, I don't, they're, they're just magicians. They're so much better than us. It's not even fathomable. Yeah. Isn't the biggest thing that, that I've heard that when people go there is how hilly the fairways are and where your feet are in relation to where the ball is and things like that, that really screw up golfers like us, but you know, they can still shoot. This one wasn't as low scoring, but shoot 15 to 20 under at that course is insane. It Did really is insane. Yeah. There's, there's not a flat lie on the whole golf course. No matter where you hit it, you pipe it down the fairway. It's a side hill lie pretty much anywhere. Um, I think the best part is just being able to like visualize those spaces now in real life, because you see them in TV and they have the same angle year after year after year. So those angles are like, burned in your brain from those TV towers. Um, but to see like how the holes actually come together and what the, what the patrons are seeing was pretty cool. Cause it's a whole, it's a whole different space. What's number 12 look like in person. Is it like what you picture? Yeah. Um, let's see. So you come down 10, 11. Yeah. The par four. three over the creek. Yeah. Um, it's a little longer than you think on TV. It's like everybody's throwing a dart right into that bowl you know mm -hmm. um and it's a it's a little longer up over the water 
um, where Tiger hit that chip on 12, the oh, yeah. Nike commercial. That, that wasn't looks, that was that wasn't 12. Or was just 16. I think I don't think was, that was 12. I think it was 15, par five. Okay. Yeah, 16 is a par three also. I thought you went there. Yeah, yeah I did. But <laughs> how many Azalea shots deep were you? Were hit how many Azalea long. shots did you have? By the yeah. time I got to the back nine, I was pretty drunk because we actually had a rain delay and we had, went to Top Golf for like an hour and hit balls at Top Golf, which we like rushed over to Top Golf because we thought it'd be packed. But I guess everybody's smarter than us and knew that the the horn blowing didn't mean the end of the day. So we got there, hit like a few balls, and then we were texting with some people who said they're they're letting us back in. So we sprinted back um, another mile or two back to the course to get back on the grounds. But um, so I was pretty hammered by the back nine. But anyway, where you hit that ship from looks nothing like what you picture from the commercial yeah. or TV or anything. It's it's a totally different space and look. Yeah. Do you still have a marriage after going to the merch tent? Do you do some damage? Yeah, I abused the merch tent, man. This was feeding frenzy. It was like – That's what I've heard. They couldn't let enough people – they could charge whatever they wanted. I mean, it's just a function of how many bodies they can fit in there and how quickly they can hand out stuff. I mean, they're literally handing it out as fast as they can hand it out. And you don't have time to – I got a hat that I'm not that excited about. I got some good stuff, but – you don't try anything on or really look twice at it. You're just like, whatever you can get your hands on and get out of there with, you you grab it. So it was an easy, like $600, just blink of an eye. Gone. Yeah. yeah. You experienced the food and drinks then? Pimento yeah. cheese sandwiches. And I mean, it's, it's what, like $2 beers too? Yeah. No, I did the whole circuit. They actually have the food and beverage um, process is unbelievable because it's super quick. They have tons of cash registers. They have all the beers already poured. You literally just walk up, grab a cup, go to the cash register. There's um, really not much of a line unless it's a really busy kind of, um, you know, we're a couple of like aiming corner, big weight for food and drinks. But otherwise it was like pretty quick. Grab a beer, grab a $2 sandwich. I did the whole circuit. I did the ham and cheese. I did the pimento and cheese. I did the pimento cheese. I did the chicken biscuit in the morning. I had about really six beers. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. They had a domestic lager. They have, um, um, which I don't even know what it was. I'm assuming Bud Light. Bud Light, Yeah. And then, uh, they had a foreign, a foreign lager and then they have, uh, the crow's nest, which is like their Augusta beer. Um, you know, what the crow's nest is. Yeah. Where the amateurs did. Yeah. Yeah. So they call the beer, the crow's nest and, um, it, it was all right. It's kind of like a lemon shandy. I didn't, I didn't really like it that much, but um yeah i mean it's just an unbelievable experience the clubhouse is like real small and quaint it's not really what you pictured to be um and then all the other there's tons of lodging all over the place you can tell it's just tucked in all these private spaces but it's all very hidden and secluded so that all you see really is the golf course and that's what's emphasized and then everything else is like tucked back in the woods um you know just mercedes benz is coming and going vip stuff but um it was it was crazy the par three course is cool too it's kind of jammed in a real like real executive type course it's jammed in probably 20 acres maybe um but it's i mean obviously it's immaculate too real hilly uh, a bunch of difficult shots that are short but difficult different elevations stuff like that Good stuff. I don't think any of us picked Scotty Scheffler to win, so it shows what we know. 
Or yeah. maybe Eric uh, I, I had him uh, in my foursome. Okay. Where do we end up on that uh, point-wise, by the way? Who who came out on top of that? I won. I'm still waiting for your hundred bucks, Tom. Hundred bucks? What would it be? A hundred bucks? Well, whenever you can get that over there too. It was fifty, and then we did double or nothing on Saturday, so hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric's exactly an Iron Man trainer, and it's not very cheap, so he needs all the help he can get. Yeah, dude. I go through <laughs> shoes like once every two weeks with how much I'm training on. Uh, Are you yeah. really doing an Iron Man? What, what's happening right now? No, I'm, tra- I'm training for one. We uh, talked about season one, Iron Man training. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. What about you, Eric? We copa, we copa. Yeah, I mean, I guess with this kind of break, I actually played the most I had in the last month and I have in the last eight months. <laughs> it's just been like one thing after the next. But I went to San Antonio, played at the uh, the Cantera, which which kind of sucked to be honest. Um, they they can't water the course more than one day a week, so the entire thing is just like completely dry the greens were like putting on a hardwood floor. I mean, it was, you couldn't stop anything. You'd put your club on the green and it would slip. Like that's how, you know, uh, there, there just wasn't any grass on it. Um, but it, it was my first round out in a long time. And I was playing with some work people and we were playing handicaps and I look mine up and it's still a seven, which it shouldn't be. And uh, I start out double bogey, double bogey, triple bogey, double bogey. Oh, and impressive. So these guys that are customers, they're like, oh, yeah, nice seven handicap, huh? Hmm. And uh, so then I, I actually got pretty hot. I ended up with like a 92, but I had probably three, three putts on the back nine just because the green. I mean, it was a joke putting on them. So, so my game came back around. Then I played uh, at Wicopaw which is in like Northeast Phoenix in the middle of the desert. Um, They have two courses on the property, completely different from one another. And then they have another course down the road. It's called Sunset Ridge Canyon. And I guess it's the most well-known one that's associated with the um, resort. But the last six holes are called the Wicked Six. And they Mm -hmm. like advertise that shit everywhere. Like anyone- Literally, you say that course name and everyone's like, oh, Wicked Six, how'd you do on it? So what it is, it's the last six holes and all of them are uphill in a valley with the wind coming at you. Like, I guess the wind kind of filters in through the valley and it's like you don't face wind at all on the first 13 holes. The last six, it's like 30, 40 miles per hour in your face uphill. So it uh, it was challenging, but we play scramble and played three straight days, which really helped. I, my driver was hot. I played pretty well. Um, but yeah, that, that place is incredible. So you eventually nice, didn't, eventually didn't nice, embarrass uh, yourself? Whole course. Uh, I didn't embarrass myself just cause there was much worse players. Like we had a couple, two people that were like 26 handicaps. Yeah. So, um, but we did like a little scramble team action. So it was competitive. So we did three straight days of a scramble in different formats. And, uh, we ended up the entire tournament, the one team won by one hole after three days. That's how close it was. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was good trip to get me kind of like back into the game. I'm actually excited, excited to play golf again. Um, but yeah, highly recommend the Arizona spot. So what's next for you then? I played Aberdeen last week. Um, 
for our charity golf tournament for our kids school, which was just okay. It was another scramble format, but you guys have probably been in some of these before all four of us played very average, probably below average. And every single time we had literally one shot we could take like three Mm -hmm. people would be OB and then one shot in the fairway. So it started raining. So we ended up eight under after 13 holes, like every, the one shot we took was just like, you know, got us through the hole. So, um, but it, it was fun. And then, yeah, I don't really have anything coming up on the books right now. I got a lot of travel, but, um, yeah, I got to get some rounds in. Yeah. Blair, you've been playing, you've been playing your, uh, your new club, right? How's, how's club yeah. life? It's great. I've, I haven't played any like, you know, exotic courses. I'm just playing the same place, but I'm playing a lot, playing like a couple weekdays a week. Men's league started two weeks ago. So that's Wednesday night, like five 30, play nine holes and get a cold beers afterwards. They do different right. games every time. So that's fun. Just like getting out there and playing Wednesday nights. I took my son out last night. He played like five holes, just like, you know, I played, I'm going to try to play tomorrow if the weather's cooperates, then maybe Wednesday too. So, uh, so yeah, I'm playing, I mean, I'm playing a lot, just playing the same course a lot until we go to Hawaii in two weeks and that'll be a little change of scenery. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. My story is the same story. I feel like I'm getting a little better, but I don't know. Maybe that's just my. That's just because you got a new driver. That's true. That thing. Smacking it. I'm smacking it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that stick. It does change you. I mean, I, I just got, so I got the Callaway Epic Speed. And it's not that like my, I would say it's not that like, you know, it's like, it's not going to change your swing or the shape of your drive, but um, if it like all of a sudden that feel like a miss hit and then they surprisingly go way farther than they normally did, you know? Yeah. Or hit one yesterday on 18 and I, I kind of hit it right, but I hit it good and I was looking for it forever and I couldn't find it. I was kind of getting pissed. I was like walking up the right rough. My kid's like running behind me. He's tired. He's asking for soda. And uh, I finally, I was like, I guess I kind of gave up on it. And I looked up and it was like 40 yards up from where I was looking, you know? So it definitely, it, it gets you some more yardage, but so it's kind yeah. of fun getting a new club, get a new toy. Did you, rip that, did you rip that off the rack or did you get fitted for it? Well, so I went to a fitting and basically I went to a Titleist fitting. He, he, at, pulled, it, at the he club. pulled a new Tom. Yeah, this is a Tom, this is a Tom veteran move. Went to the, I got a free Titleist fitting and they give you like, all these different shafts, club lofts. They're getting you dialed in on the track, man. Oh, you're too spinny. Let's loft this down. Then reduces your spin. So I got pretty much, I knew what I needed, like as far as shaft flex, shaft weight, loft, and all this stuff. And then my my go-to is the Callaway pre-owned site. So get a like new condition driver, which comes brand new. It's like from a, it's probably from a pro shop or a Dix that like couldn't sell it. It comes yeah. in the shrink wrap still for half the price. So yeah veteran yeah. time if, but like that is a time drivers, time. man, this, this driver they fitted me for, he was like, yeah, I'll get you a discount. If you order through me, and it was like $530, which is insane. That is insane. Yeah. But I'll tell yeah. you what, no, it is the one club when you invest in it. I mean, if you can't get off the tee or you're not having fun getting off the tee, your round is just miserable, you know, because yeah. you're always playing holes from behind and trying to get yourself out of crummy situations, which the pros can do. If anything, Augusta, they do it all the time because the tree line they can always kind of like shape shots in between them but for us like when we're in the trees i'm like fuck the last thing i'm trying to do is just hit a tree i don't care where the ball goes yeah um, just go forward and not hit something so but yeah you invest yeah, if you in keep it in play i mean it doesn't have to be a, you don't have to stripe it in the fairway every time i mean i i've kind of found that like i think where i'm getting better from playing a lot like i'll go out by myself and like play three balls and so i i'm getting a lot of work on uh like chipping pitching 
like the 40 yard kind of uncomfortable shot. Like so I'm getting way better at those. I can throw those up pretty close. So I don't know. You can score to drive out there and kind of punch one out. If you can get up and down from there, it's par, you know, I don't know. So that's, that's probably where I'm getting better. I don't think my long irons or, you know, mid irons are that much different, but I'm better around the greens. It's not like a very exciting way to get better, but it like shows in your scores. When you're playing the three balls, are you just taking your lowest score and then that counting that as your handicap? Is that not yeah, what ev- you guys do? Ev- evidently you I, are, but your uh, nine handicap you're rocking right now. Well, it's a nine, nine now, but it's still small sample size. I think to get a true handicap, you need like 20 rounds. And I think I only have, uh, there's been a couple holes closed out there cause they're like redoing a bunch of stuff. So it's hard to really like, Classic. it's hard to record a score. So, uh, I only have like my gin, I only think I have like 11 or 12 rounds on there. So, so you're saying we'll what's, the, what's the par there? It's like what? 69 or something. 68 par 68. So right now with four holes out, it's, it's down to what? Like a 58. <laughs> Don't worry about it's it. Like a par 50. When they're done though, baby, it's going to be the Augusta National. Yeah, those tee boxes are going to be sick now. I St. Louis County. Yeah. yeah. Look out. Oh, man. Yeah, we got the Battle of the Ponds coming up whenever that gets scheduled. Yeah, I'm waiting on you. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get talk that. to your buddy and get that going. Yeah. We can play We can play either one first. I think what I think Westboro will be kind of like ready to go, I don't know, a few weeks. Where it's like, what, what's the other alternative? The, the other course down the road, Algonquin. Which is probably even closer to my house. It's a little out of my tax bracket, but uh, it's a nice. It looks like a nice course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. they're they're essentially like two. They're two clubs that are separated by like a road. Yeah. They're yeah. basically touching each other. Yeah. So, but that should be good. All right. Good. Um, yeah. I mean, the only other other thing I have is that we had a a draft for your for our Hilltop Classic. Um, mm-hmm. I know Eric. You know, I texted you about not needing to participate in that. I know you had some hurt feelings. I didn't know if you had any grievances you wanted to air and just kind of here we go. Out of the way. Well, I mean, here's, here's how it came across. You know, when you're like going out to the bar, to like meet your friends and your wife or girlfriends there. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's, that sounds fun. And then you're like, no, no, you don't, you don't want to go to this thing. You'll, you'll be miserable up there. That was how the text was really sent. It was like, Hey, we're getting on that podcast that you are on with Blair and I, you know, it's probably going to be miserable for you to be on there tonight. Uh, Cause we're not going to be really talking. We're doing some draft, which is, I still don't know what the draft is, Yeah, uh, but yeah, you did, you're probably busy anyway too. Um, we'll talk to you next time. I mean, that's essentially what it was. That was exactly yeah. how it was intended. I'm glad you received it that yeah. way because that's exactly so now how I'm like, like yeah, I'm playing more golf than I have in my life. And I get kicked off this podcast with two of my friends. Like it was fucking low, man. I yeah. think uh, there's a certain podcast called Bourbon Bourbon Pursuit looking for some fresh <laughs> dude, blood dude, if you want to get on. I got, <laughs> I got tons of bourbon. Maybe I just hop over there for a little bit. Um, yeah, so it, I, I don't know. I think we've recovered. You having me back on here, I don't know if this is full-time or just a guest appearance, but um, <laughs> it's good to get back on the mic that's not plugged in. Yeah, I, um, we're glad to have you back. I mean, you're really the straw that stirs the drink, and it wasn't intended to – be a long-term dismissal i just i didn't want you to feel obligated um and didn't really want you there so yeah I, we read i read it the right way then yeah yeah uh if if it makes you feel any better the discussion was pretty uneventful i probably made the mistake of telling these guys that they were being recorded for potential podcast usage so everybody was real kind of 
Yeah. I don't know. I felt like they were a little stiff lip blur. It's like their, their moment on Instagram where they're going to be oh. famous. Well, at the end of the day, it was a draft. So it was two guys going back and forth, picking college friend golfers for a, a trip in two months. Oh, maybe, maybe I yeah. benefited from not being on it. Maybe I was the winner. Yeah. yeah no, we're all set for that. If you guys want to hop on, if anyone wants to hop over to Brogy's Instagram page, Tom has gotten, he has hit Paulina Gretzky status. This guy is firing off reels. We got post Malone sound bites. Yeah. We got laser light shows making guys <laughs> swings look good. Um, how much time are you? How much time real. are you investing in that, Tom? So I've got a bunch of drafts saved, so I can put these things out a couple of days. And if I get like a free hour or two, or I'm, you know, I don't know, on an airport or on a plane, I can tee up these drafts and just have them set to broadcast like seven the next morning. And it's like two three hours a day tops. Yeah, I would say minimum you know, 30 hours, 30 hours a week. Yeah, for two yeah. straight weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm running out of content though. I, I think well, I we got the part of this coming on was the the next major is like two weeks away. Yeah, I saw somebody posted about Tiger hitting some balls getting ready for the championship. So yeah, people are complaining though, because he was hitting that he was he he played around with like the PGA course attendant. So the guy that's like setting up the course is like basically playing with Tiger and like giving him tips. Oh, great! So we have <laughs> so like people a, are like pissed, but we have like a Hillary but, Clinton scandal here. Like, I did some uh, I did some deep research. I got on the Southern Hills Wikipedia page forty five seconds before we got on here. Mm. The last time they had the last time they had a men's major there was two thousand seven PGA Championship, and LT Gray won that one. Wow! So this is the kind of hard data content we need. Go on, Blair. I'm gonna go. You want you want some more fun yeah. facts about Southern Hills? Add us up. Here, here's one. This will rock your world. Let me find it. Hold on a second. This will be good. Stay tuned. Thanks for teeing it up. This is headline murder. On May 27th, 1981, Roger Wheeler, a Tulsa businessman and owner of Miami's World Highlight, was murdered in the parking lot of the club. The killing oh. was ordered by Winter Hill gang mobster Whitey Bulger. Bulger. Yeah. I have discovered that. that Wheeler had uncovered the gang's ongoing embezzlement from the Highlight organization. So suck on that. Come I on. I lie the sport, the thing where you throw the ball like 180 miles an hour. Yeah, man. This place is steeped in tradition. Wow. So that's what I got. I got Tiger 1107 and some guy got killed in the parking lot. Highlight murder. It's got to be a documentary. They, they should have released that like now. So we all get a little publicity. So that's all I got. So we got upcoming major with little, little, little take. Hawaii golf two weeks. All right. Uh, I got something. Um, have you guys watched the Greg Norman documentary on ESPN? No, he's a Saudi I've heard guy. Of it and I want to watch it. I just don't think, I don't think I have an ESPN. I need to get, I keep saying I need to get ESPN plus. I know it's like 50 I'm cents sure. for a month, but I'm sure Tom's got a login from someone. You can I use do. But uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's an hour and a half. It's kind of centered around his master's failure. Um, him not winning and being in the lead several days um or several Sunday going into Sunday several times and losing but it 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 also goes in he lost like six different tournaments by a guy chipping in on a playoff like literally chipping in to win over him that happened like six times to him in his career so it's a lot of unlucky and goes into his personality and stuff he used to show up uh to the course in a helicopter and all the players hated him and he was a really smart businessman but um, it's pretty interesting. He's kind of one of those guys that, you know, you've seen growing up hit balls, but you never really knew his story because we were yeah. just so young. Um, 
but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I think he was like six shots. He had a six shot lead going into the final round of that masters and he choked, but yeah, yeah. when I think of Greg Norman, I, I, I know him obviously. And I remember all his gear, but I feel like he was the generation of golf behind us. He was like the one right before tiger and tigers were like, you know, we were what 11 when tiger won that first master. So Greg Norman was just a little too, he's a little behind us. Well, he, his, he's crazy. Like his generation, he was literally starting out playing against Jack and then ended playing against tiger and Phil like yeah it's a massive span and he played against all those type of players but I wonder where his uh like where does his apparel line rank in terms of profit I mean it's got to be up there right I don't know but he was also like one of the guys uh commentator um he was like the best thing that ever happened to Greg Norman is someone called him the great white shark like (laughs) just randomly someone gave him that nickname and I mean he was a good golfer but maybe have not had the notoriety if he didn't have that nickname. Um, But I don't know how his brand's doing now. I mean, all the big companies got really into golf, obviously when Tiger was coming around. So, yeah, I think I heard someone in an interview that he's worth like half a billion dollars. I think the other nickname though, is that that's kind of stuck recently. uh, Third leg Greg. Have you heard that one? See that picture of him? No. Yeah. On the beach. (laughs) Yeah. It's like walking his dog on the beach and he's got this like hammer coming out of the bottom of his shorts. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah, that guy's a legend. Nice. Well, check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. When's the, net, when's the Netflix, uh, like the F1 style with the PGA Tour, when's that come out? Mm, I don't know. I think they're still filming it probably next year. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Blair and I have really kind of a golf, you know, destination of a lifetime coming up. I think this is the next big event outside of the PGA. So. Yeah. Other than playing my usual course, I'd be the – my next golf outing. I missed two weeks. That's we're playing there like 15 days. So yeah, we'll get some course notes for you. Eric. Yeah. Make them really detailed. We'll yeah. Do. Other than that, if, um, if I can find some good audio from the draft, I'll plug it in back in our draft section. And, um, that's about all I got. This episode right. brought to you by bourbon, Pursuit. <laughs> bourbon pursuit, the podcast of Kings. Bourbon pursuit. <laughs> you got anything else on <laughs> Until we get another sponsor, uh, that's all. That's all we have to end on. Yeah. Well, uh, Blair's buddy says we're getting some koozies. Possibly, we're getting some uh, merchandise sent to the Hilltop Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, some possible brogies, bourbon pursuit um, collaboration coming in the future. I, I don't know. I'll have my people reach out to Greg Norman's people. We can see if we can get that going too. Yeah. Yeah. We can He's get got some, a lot of free time right now. Get some shark apparel. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharks coming back. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see what I can pull from the draft discussion. It was, I'm telling you, it was pretty unanimated. So yeah, I think that that's going to be a failure, but all right. Well, see team Tiger versus team do. Phil team Tiger forever. Yeah. Producer. That's all the people need to know. Producer Dion, if you could pull a clip from that uh, draft and insert it here, that'd be great. Appreciate that. Um, other than that, fellas, over and out. You got anything else? I don't think so. Go Blues. Roll Tide. <laughs> Go Cats. Roll, roll Tide. <laughs> All right. See you. See you guys.